Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Coming up, Jess Wollstenholm, writer, editor, and kids' Bible teacher from Minnow, is with us right now. And that's going to be followed by an update on what's going on in Ukraine with Ivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big hour, and we start out talking about something that's big in our families, and that is entertainment for the kids and how hard it is to find good entertainment. And that was the heart behind Minnow when it started. It's not even that old. And joining us this morning is content Director of Content and Faith Formation for Minnow Kids. That is Jess. Jess, good morning. Thanks good for morning. being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Minnow, I'm trying to remember when we started this conversation, how long ago was Minnow established? In 2019, so See? just a few Years old. Four yeah. years now. In baby stages. And just for those that might not have heard of Minnow Kids before, give us a little snapshot of what, what you do. Absolutely. So Minnow is a children's media platform. We have a streaming video platform, and we also offer lots of other resources for kids and families um, around faith formation because we have a mission to help kids and families experience Jesus every day of the week, not just on Sundays, every day. All right, so faith formation, yes. what, what do you mean by that? Because I think we could probably define that in a number of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's the you know, spiritual journey of kids as they are forming their faith. Those that uh, grow up in Christian homes uh, and, and don't grow up in Christian homes, you know, it, it happens at all different stages of life. But as we are in the uh, in in the the lives of families that are uh, walking with Jesus, and uh, we want to give kids just experiences and exposure to their faith uh, that will help form them. Uh, and media is so huge for kids; mm-hmm. it's just it's not going anywhere. And so, how do we make it count? We like to say, and so that's what we're thinking about every day: is is how do we make media count? How do we create uh, experiences, family shared experiences that will spark conversations, so that uh, this can help form a child's faith. So it's entertainment and it's a tool as well. If you're going to yes. help spark conversations and have families do things together and Minnow Kids is coming up on Easter like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> and how are you going to do that with the most pivotal story in all of humankind yeah. that we celebrate at Easter? Yeah, it, man, it's a big one. It's kind of we joke and not to make light of it, but we call it our Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. this is it. This is this is the the season where the gospel is, uh, it, you know, is is celebrated, which is amazing. Uh, and it and it's part of culture too. You know, we get to see Easter it, around us in the culture, and so it's it's right there. It's top of mind for kids and families. A lot of families that you know maybe don't go to church. Uh, every every Sunday, but they they come on Easter, and so it's such an opportunity to to really get in front of kids. But it's also the hardest story you would ever tell. And so as we Minnow took a deep dive into educational best practices and child development uh, over the past twenty four months, you know, you talk to most non believing child development experts, and they'll say, "You're going to tell them what story?" Yeah. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It sounds like so big, and um, uh, so we are thinking, how do we do that in the most effective way? How do we do that in a way that 
um, establishes the best foundation for a child. And so we're, we're sort of rethinking the way we do that and, and, and really giving parents permission to do that as well, um, not to water down the gospel at all, not to, uh, you know, alter the truth. We, we believe in the truth and the Word of God, uh, but we want kids to experience it in the most effective way possible. And um, we always say in the preschool stage, you know, you are establishing a child's first God view. So uh, we're just rethinking the way we do that so that we establish that the best firm foundation for kids. Well, you brought up preschoolers. So for those who are younger and we want to have that conversation with them, what are best practices? How would you do that? effectively. Yeah, so uh, we're we're flipping the script a little if you will, you know, because uh, in in the church traditionally you would not you know have a problem with going into the entire Easter story with all of the details uh, for a preschooler because that's what we do. And so we're thinking uh, about how do you how do you just focus on what really matters to a preschooler and what they're really going to understand. And so there's a few things you can do there to, to help with that. And so that's programming to preschoolers. But of course, we know that there are more kids in the families than mm-hmm. just preschoolers. So telling the Easter story uh, to elementary and even over 10-year-olds, uh, we want to kind of look at what does Minnow do to reach that audience? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, how about we take just a little break, little song, and we will share this and come back and answer that question for you. When Jess Holstenholm, I like saying it, Wolstenholm, there it is, Wolstenholm, continues with us on Moody Radio. Dawn and Steve are on YouTube, and J.D. Greer's interview from the past hour will be up at 1 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. So go to youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve, subscribe, click the bell button, and you'll be notified when that goes live. Look at him behind the curtain making it all happen. Thank you, Briggs. Appreciate that. And thanks to Jess Wollstenholm for joining us today. Minnow Kids, you're the Director of Content and Faith Formation the content that you provide, children's entertainment, if you will, mm-hmm. you want to make it count. Yeah. I love that statement. How can we make it count? And have been talking about how you serve families and preschoolers. But what about our older kids, our elementary yeah. age, maybe even 10 or older? What's Minnow Kids? What do you have for them? Yeah. So, you know, uh, in, in making media count, we we believe that uh, a lot of good conversations can come from media. And I know with my kids who are 14 and 11, um, we've had a lot of good conversations from not so good media. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, what we hope to do at Minnow is provide the media that will lead to really good faith-forming conversations. And so um, some of the ways that we do that at Minnow is we're really trying to pay attention to uh, what we put in the content and how faith is represented on screen, how um, kids see their faith on screen. So, you know, we talk about how representation matters, and that is so important in, in many, many areas. And one that we're passionate about is kids seeing their faith lived out on screen because they don't see that in other places. And so being able to see kids uh, talk about faith or consider uh, consider prayer and, uh, and, and Bible truth when they are dealing with a uh, an issue at school or, or with friends and things like that. So we're writing those things into the content that we're creating as often as possible and doing it in a very organic way so that it's not, um, you know, it's not forced because kids, 
you know, you, you, they're smart. They're, right. They yep. smell it. Don't yep. They mm-hmm. smell it, mm-hmm. and they uh, and and they know. And so we want to make it super authentic, uh, and that's really some of the things that 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 matter most to elementary age kids and older kids. You know, they want relatable stories. Um, for elementary kids, one thing that we really pay attention to is at this stage, kids are, they, they really want fairness. You know, if you ever had kids in elementary school, that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not fair. I mean, yep. that's what you hear all the time. So they're really dialed into that. And so we, but that's an opportunity because they're ready to talk about right and wrong because they're starting to see it. And so we can place those things, you know, in front of them and, and it can spark really good conversations with them. Um, for for older kids, 10 and up, man, I, this is what I always tell parents, and, and I'm I'm sort of just out of the stage. Um, you have your kids' attention still for a little while. You know, uh, it's going to start to wane as they get a little older. And so mm-hmm. this is the time, that 10, 10 plus age, 10 to 12, man, you've got them. They're, they're a little more mature. You can have deeper conversations with them, and they still really, really want to hear what you have to say. Uh, and so this is the time to really use what you can uh, it, whether it's the media they watch, whether it's something that happened at school, using those things to have those spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the depending upon the age of the kids, what those conversations may look like and using media as a tool. So how does Minnow do that? Like give, give us uh, an example of some of the types of content, shows, uh, programs, things that are being yeah. produced and uh, how you would encourage parents to, to actually do that. Right. Uh, well, one of the most exciting things that we just released before Christmas, um, the Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids is our award-winning Bible that was written by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer. And uh, he just has an incredible way of, of explaining the gospel to kids in kid-friendly language. And so we have just turned that into an animated show. Uh, first few episodes released before Christmas, we have the entire Easter story coming out uh, next month. And so we have taken that really amazing kid-friendly narrative for, for that really hard story, and we've animated it. So it's so kids will be engaged in that story because it looks beautiful. Um, we tried to be super thoughtful about the way we explain those hard parts of the story, uh, telling just enough um, and showing just enough. Of course, you know, when you're showing things uh, yeah. in, in this story, it can be it can be really tricky. We've had very very deep conversations about the best way to do that. And so we feel like that um, will be, we, we know that will be a great tool for parents to let your kids watch it. They will be engaged, um, even down to the point where uh, there are some some kids that kind of host that Bible. And we put them in the show and the kids are asking questions and the narrator is then answering their questions. So whenever he says hard word like covenant, we stop and we define the word and we teach a child what a covenant is. And so it helps them to really connect the dots of the story and the hard parts of the story. And it gives parents a lot of, of talking points so that once that show is over, they can talk through it with their kids. Love that. Uh, Jessica Wollstenholm with us. Uh, she is the director of content and faith formation for Minnow Kids. Uh, just for the person who's like, man, where can I get more? How, how do I find out more about Minnow? What's the best way to connect? You can go to gomino.com and uh, you can we, we offer a free trial there. Um, we also offer a lot of content on YouTube, so you can search for Minnow Kids on YouTube 
and um, test it out there and and see. Uh, I, I know that you'll you'll be hooked because I think it's absolutely excellent. I know I'm biased, but I'm just so passionate and super excited that we get to offer this for kids. Well, we so appreciate you coming in and uh, just kind of letting us know that this is there and always wanting to connect parents with good resources and, and good entertainment for their kids. So we're going to put those links on the Facebook page to Minnow, that, that link there. So if you uh, forget the name, it go to our Facebook page, Don Steve in the Morning. We're going to have that there. Or when you're on YouTube, in addition to uh, you know looking for Don and Steve in the Morning, look for Minnow Kids. You're going to find some great stuff there as well. Don and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Missed part of the show? Remember to connect with us on Facebook at Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Well, we're glad that you're with us on this Friday morning here. It's hard to believe that it was almost a year ago, 50 weeks ago, that Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You remember about a year ago at this time, we were watching the buildup. We were you know, speculating, when's it going to happen? We think it's going to happen. Is it going to happen? And, of course, it did. And uh, the world's attention was riveted for some time here. But as so often happens, as time uh, passes and new news stories pop ag- uh, across our screen, we can kind of forget that that is going on. But it's still very much the reality for those in Ukraine. And joining us to talk a little bit more about that this morning is Dr. Ivan Rusin. Oh, did I get your name right? Yes. All right. Very good. He is the president of the Ukrainian Evangelical Theological Seminary in Kiev. And uh, welcome. It's good to have you with us this morning. Thank you. This is my privilege. You know. It's been almost a year, 50 weeks. How has the status in Ukraine changed and what's it like today? Well, we have full-scale war. Many people are dying, millions are refugees. So we have the horrible faces of the war. But also in the midst of this, we can see beautiful faces of people, volunteers, Christian leaders that are supporting our country and our nation. And what are you seeing there at the the at the seminary? Are students still coming in the midst of the war? Are you just on full scale helping others outside? Is it become like more of a mission than a seminary? What is the status there? Well, uh, our seminary was hit by six missiles, but uh, our faculty and our students demonstrated courage. So we are not just continuing our ministry; we are growing in educational ministry and also in uh, relief ministry. And I am very proud to see what evangelical churches are doing in Ukraine. Churches turn it to be centers for life. And uh, our society loves what church is doing because, you know, I, I can't imagine how our country, our people would survive without churches. But also we clearly see that uh, without global support, we could do nothing. On 24th of February, we had just our lives and our times to share with our people. But because of generosity and global vision of thousands and thousands of people, we have resources to share. And I'm grateful for partnership we have with uh, churches in the United States, with uh, Eurasia Mission, and I'm proud to be here today in uh, Nashville and Franklin to visit them. You know, we see that God gives his hug to our nation through the support, through prayers and love that we receive. And when I'm traveling across the United States, very often I want to cry when I see Ukrainian flags. Mm-hmm. When even a taxi driver in Uber, he says, you know, I pray for Ukraine. I support Ukraine. So we are touched by your love, by your compassion and by your generosity. And um, the name of 
Christ is being lifted up. And because of this, not just Christian community, but even our wider community has hope that everything will be okay. How have you seen the name of Christ be lifted up? And, you know, do you feel like the Ukrainian people are more open to hearing the good news of the gospel currently? Yes. Uh, churches, because churches are doing extremely important work, evacuation, uh, providing food, uh, all other necessities, people feel that Jesus is present. God mm-hmm. is with us because church is there. And uh, as we say in Ukraine, you have no atheists in trenches or in foxholes. Yeah. So people, when, when they are touched by our compassion and love, they want to know more why we are doing so. And I have never seen people kissing the Bible when they receive it. Mm-hmm. So when we give the Bible, people take it and they kiss it. Mm-hmm. So for many of us, the source of hope that we had, it was the Bible especially Psalms. I see a bright future for Ukrainian churches and Ukrainian country because church demonstrated radical solidarity with our suffering nation. And our nation will always remember this. So um, it is, we, we just see how, how our society love, respect, and appreciate what we are doing. And uh, of course, we know that uh, Jesus is the source of every blessing. So I'm, I'm very happy. This is what ge- makes me happy when I, see, when I see what is happening in Ukraine. It's amazing to think about just the war-torn nature of what's going on there in your country and how in that difficult time the gospel is being heard in a different way because, like you said, there are no atheists in a foxhole. And can you share with us a, a story about someone, a life that you maybe personally or somebody you know there at the seminary in the church responding to the need and someone that responded to the gospel? Well, we have many stories like that. So uh, when we come, and first of all, we share, we, we try to cover physical needs. And when physical needs of people cover it, then we ask them, do you have Bible? Do you, have, uh, do you want to know more? And of course, people say more, say they want to see more. And they are starting to visit our churches. And we see that uh, Jesus is transforming their lives. Millions of people left Ukraine, but our churches are not smaller. They are growing. Mm. So I can tell you that there is a church growing process in, in Ukraine. Why? Because church demonstrated compassion and love. And the gospel was not just preached, it was incarnated in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we see a lot of people coming to Christ. Amazing. It is good news amongst some really difficult and devastating news. We're coming up on the one-year mark of Russians uh, Russians invasion of Ukraine. And today we have Dr. Ivan Rusin with us, president of the Ukrainian Evangelical Theological Seminary. And we want to continue this conversation with him. Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning. Today's video drop on YouTube is Chris Martin from Bible to Life. Click the bell and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops and J.D. Greer's will be up on Sunday at 1 p.m. Here we go. And we're so excited to not only connect you to that on our YouTube channel, 
but also to friends at Mission Eurasia. Today, joining us, President of the Ukrainian Evangelical Theological Seminary, Dr. Ivan Rusin, there in Kiev, and you're visiting us here in the States, and we're thankful to get to meet you, brother, and hear about what's happening in the church despite this horrendous situation going on in your country. Uh, there's a personal story. You said there are so many. Can you share a personal story about someone who has been impacted by what the church has been doing since this invasion began in February of last year? We have a family. And they started to uh, visit our church and to worship with us together. And when we asked them why why you, do you want to be uh, together with us, they told us that when the city of Irpin was occupied, all Ukrainian government and institutions, they left. The only, the only institution or community that remained, is, it was a church. Mm. And they physically survived because the relief ministry, because food, water, and medicine we provided. And they wanted to learn more why we are doing so. And after meeting their physical needs, we started to care about the spiritual needs. And it was the context how they met Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to meet Jesus in the most horrible situations. And we can we have thousands of stories like this. When people, for example, we are evacuating an old lady with her, her son. She was 85, he's 60, having some issues, health issues. And uh, while we were evacuating her from the city of Bucha, she said, I knew that somebody will come to pick us up because I was praying about that. Mm. So we see that Jesus is working tremendously in Ukraine. And at this moment, our hope hope on God is the only hope we have. Mm. So eight millions of people left Ukraine. But churches are not uh, like not not uh, decreasing in numbers, and uh, and as a ministry which is crucial for us at this moment, it is lamenting and trauma healing. Mm-hmm. We don't see other institution or community that has capacity to navigate our society through lamenting and trauma healing. So we are capable to help not because we have competence, but we we have gift from God. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I, I just cannot imagine the future of my country without the mission of the church. I believe that if gospel will penetrate our society and will transform it from within, we will have absolutely new nation. So, church is doing a great job, but I want to make it very clear. We have this capacity to serve only because we have generous and missional people here in the United States. Because you provide support, because you pray, we have chance to take care about our nation. So thank you very much. You know, many Moody Radio listeners, you know, have stepped in and have supported in the past, and many will want to continue to do so uh, even today, but not knowing necessarily the best way to do it. Let us connect you with Mission Eurasia. You can go directly to their website, missioneurasia.org, or we'll put that link on the Facebook page, Don Steve in the Morning, and link you there. But Ivan, what would you say is your, your greatest physical need right now? And how can we pray most effectively for what's going on in Ukraine? Please pray for just peace in, in Ukraine. Not just peace, but just peace. Hmm. It means just peace in Ukraine possible only if Ukraine will push away, push off 
Russian soldiers. Pray for churches that we will be capable to take uh, care about our nation. The biggest need at this moment is provide people with food, with medicine, with water. This is the extremely big need. And uh, we would appreciate uh, if uh, you will support us in, in this. And uh, another way how you can support Ukraine, please be our advocates in society. Do advocacy. Uh, demonstrate to your government, to your wider society that you care about Ukraine. You know, we are grateful to God that we survived almost 12 months. But mm-hmm. I, I want to tell you, without your support, we will not make it. We need your support, spiritual res- res- uh, support in uh, resources and also social. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming in, for uh, kind of sharing some stories with us and for just letting us know what is happening in Ukraine right now. And as you're listening this morning, you may be saying, yeah, I, I do want to get involved. I do want to support. I do want to give. I will continue to pray. We want to connect you with Mission Eurasia. They're there on the ground. They've been there long before the war began and will continue to be there uh, despite the ups and downs, the challenges that they face, because the gospel is going forth and people are meeting Jesus, and we can be a part of that. So you can pray, you can give to get involved, missioneurasia.org. That's missioneurasia.org. Or connect through our Facebook page.